You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the Mishnah of Rosh Hashanah. And we've said already that while the Mishnah is called Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, the new year, and it, actually it starts by saying, Arba'a Rosh Hashanah, there are four Rosh Hashanahs. Even though the Mishnah begins by talking about Rosh Hashanah, actually the first two chapters of the Mishnah deal not with Rosh Hashanah, but with Rosh Chodesh. They deal with the new moon, not with the new year. And we were saying yesterday that on six different new moons, on six different months, messengers need to go out from Jerusalem to tell the diaspora or to tell the people what the date is so we they can celebrate Pesach and Tisha B'Av and Rosh Hashanah and, and so on. And then so the Mishnah then picks up in, in, um, in as we progress through the chapter. Mishnah 4 in the first chapter. For two months they profane Shabbat. We need to find out in a minute who is actually going to profane Shabbat. Are we talking about the messengers going out from the Bet Din? We, we've been talking about um, six months when the messengers go out from the Bet Din to tell the people when the new moon was. And when the temple stood, they used also to go out at the beginning of Iyar so that Pesach Sheni could be celebrated. So the Mishnah continues, For two months they prepare they profane Shabbat. We don't really understand who is profaning Shabbat or why. And then the Mishnah specifies our Nisan ve'al Tishri. This is Nisan and Tishri. Shebahen hashluchin yotzim l'suria uvahen metaknin etamoadot. Because on those months, Nisan and Tishri, for Pesach and for Sukkot, of course, the messengers go forth to Syria. Yots in the Syria, they go to Syria, and Syria here is probably a code, by the way, for the whole of the diaspora. I mean, the messengers are going to go as far as Babylon, right? The messengers are going to go right as far as they can to reach the whole of the diaspora, and we need to fix the dates of the festivals. And we're going to see a crucial pasuk probably tomorrow when we get to the end of the chapter. The festivals are fixed by the Bet Din; they're not fixed by uh, a mathematical calculation of the calendar or by the physical appearance of the new moon. The festivals are fixed by the declaration of the Bet Din. So we need the Bet Din to send out in order to certify that it has fixed the calendar. And the Mishnah continues, When the temple stood, they used to profane Shabbat. For all of them, that is all of the months, mipnei takanat harkorban, in order to fix the sacrifice. And the Rambam, we love the Rambam. The Rambam's going to now come and explain this Mishnah and just tell us what is going on here. And he comments, al shnei Shabbat. For two months they profane Shabbat. Now he's referring to Nisan and Tishri. Who's going to profane Shabbat? The witnesses who see the moon. Ha'edim she'ro'in et halavana. 
Hashem Shimachalin Hashabbat. The witnesses who see the moon, they are the people that are going to profane Shabbat. If they're far from Jerusalem. And then he says, Kamoshid by And we're going to see later on that witnesses are going to break Shabbat in order to carry the news of the new moon to Jerusalem. And then the Rambam goes on to explain this expression, in order to fix the sacrifice. What are we talking about here? And he explains, it says to fix the sacrifice. The language is very odd in the Mishnah. How we learned it before we had the Rambam, I don't know. So it says to fix the sacrifice. This is a very, it's a, it's a peculiar expression. This is the language of the Torah. It's a reference to the Torah. I think probably to the parish of Pinchas. It's um, uh, the, in the parasha of Pinchas, the Torah refers to um, there's an additional sacrifice of every month on the month. And of course, in order to be able to make the additional sacrifice, we need to know on Rosh Chodesh, we need to know basically within 24 hours when the new moon has appeared. There's a rush. Otherwise, we're not going to get, we're not going to be able to sacrifice the sacrifice of the new moon in time in the temple. So when the witnesses see the new moon, you could, if you like, think about a sprint, a race to get to Jerusalem, to give evidence, to be examined, and then for the court to declare the new moon before it's too late to offer the sacrifice of the new moon. Does everybody have to go to Jerusalem? Well, that's the question discussed in the next Mishnah. Do we need to break Shabbat to give evidence? Bain shenirav alil, bain shelo nirav alil, whether it was seen clearly or whether it was not seen clearly, either way, they profane Shabbat for it. Rabbi Yossi is going to disagree. By the way, the halacha does not go according to Rabbi Yossi. But by disagreeing, Rabbi Yossi explains a little bit what the philosophy is between this underlying this halacha and what is going on here. Rabbi Yossi Omer. Rabbi Yossi says, if it was seen clearly, they don't profane Shabbat for it. What is he saying? He's saying, look, if I'm in some village far from Jerusalem and I've seen the moon clearly, then I can assume that someone in Jerusalem has seen the moon clearly. And if, if I've seen it, they've seen it. And if they've seen it, I don't need to go and give evidence. That is Rabbi Yossi's underlying reasoning. And the Hanukkah doesn't go according to Rabbi Yossi. I mean, it's an interesting comment on social responsibility, perhaps in general. Just because someone else can perform a mitzvah doesn't necessarily exempt us of the obligation of fulfilling it ourselves. Whether And the halakha is according to the first opinion in the Mishnah, whether it's seen clearly or not, we still profane the Shabbat for it. Mechalalin alav et Shabbat. And the next Mishnah actually drives home the point. Ma'asesh abu yoter me'arba'im zuk. 
Once upon a time, more than 40 pairs passed by. These are 40 pairs of witnesses. How many witnesses do we need? Well, we probably just need one pair of witnesses, right? Two witnesses. In, in a Jewish court, we need to have two, independent, two good witnesses. But that's enough to certify the new moon. So 40 pairs of witnesses have passed by Lud. Rabbi Akiva actually stopped them in Lud. Rabbi Akiva said, look, we don't need 40 witnesses in Jerusalem. Two are enough, or at least some number are enough. Maybe some of the witnesses will be failed by the Bet Din. We'll see a little bit later that they're examined and, and, and regulated, uh, examined and cross-examined and tested. But Rabbi Akiva doesn't, doesn't the halacha doesn't go according to Rabbi Akiva. Shalachlo Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel sends to him. And Rabban Gamliel is a stickler for the power of the Bet Din. He's living after the destruction. He's reinforcing his master, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, in reinforcing the power of the Bet Din in Yavne after the destruction of the temple. Rabban Gamliel is, if you like, enforcing central power. We'll see this a bit later, actually. and We'll see this in the next chapter of the Mishnah. Shalach lo Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel sent to him. This is the first time, the first of two occasions when Rabban Gamliel is going to stamp his authority on this process. Im akevata et rabim nimtzeta machshilin leatid lavor. If you stop the public from coming, you will find that they fail to come in the future. We don't stop the public from performing a mitzvah. Because it might not be required today, but it will it will be required in the future. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>